What was that? I said he's so dramatic. Oh, I know. <sighs> he's so over the top. All right, as we dive in, I want to open with a word of prayer. I want to open with a little context, and then I want to jump into the story um, or discussion wherever we need to go. Um, but lots going on in our school, in our world. Um, it's a loaded day when it comes to 9-11, for sure. So I'm not saying this just as a lit teacher. I'm a lit teacher, so I get it. And I get the fact that you're in a lit class. But I also, for me, it's more than that, okay? So devices, we don't, unless you want to declare them, we don't need them out, right? So you can close your laptops, all right? Um, all you need out right now is your book and something to take notes with or notes on if you want to. Pen or pencil. If you don't have a book, I've got one up here. But on 9-11, I remember, right? Was anybody in the room? Were any of you alive? Not yet, right? I don't think so. I was in a classroom right down there. So intriguing for me as a lit teacher. I was teaching Beowulf. And Rothgar, King of the Danes, in his mead hall, they were singing praise and worship songs to the creator. What's up? Oh, I was saying, like, I thought like Christian Bale. No. Oh, Christian Bale. Well, I, was, I could be he, Batman, you know. He's in. Christian Bale's in Henry V, the movie that we watch. And she's like 14. It's crazy. So cool. Strange how it all connects. Teaching Beowulf. And uh, Rothgar, King of the Danes, they're singing praise and worship songs to the Creator. They get drunk, and this demonic whatever, Grendel, comes out of the marsh and like eats them and destroys them. And then we get the announcement. <laughs> I mean, nobody will forget that moment, but for me, as a lit teacher, can it be more obvious that the stories that we're reading, right, are pointing to the story that we're in and what that, that's like, yet also having to unpack, you know, in Beowulf, it's a demon attacking these drunk Christians. I don't know how it connects with 9-11, or does it, or does it not, you know, like just processing that all out and, and navigating different religions and a terrorist attack and then racial profiling afterwards and religious profiling and religious bigotry like all the stuff that comes after something like 9-11 intriguing in a lit class I was, I'll never forget I took my class outside because I went outside and I took my whole class outside during English class we just stood outside anybody like want to guess or have heard what was so unique Silence. It was out. There were no cars either. So no cars, no planes. Just quiet for a while. We actually had a little bit of that with some of the lockdown in the spring. It got quieter for sure. I remember when I was in high school, pulled up to the parking lot at O'Hare, grabbed my backpack, hopped out of the car walked through the front doors of O'Hare Airport, waved to a few people, and walked right onto a plane with my dad. My dad showed the guy a ticket, and we just walked off. Anybody around here do that? <laughs> Things are different. 
right? That day was different. Things are different. Conversations were different. We're in the middle of something else. Several things right now, actually. Wildfires, racial global awakening, pandemic. There's a lot going on. <laughs> There's a lot going on. I'm going to take a moment, take the liberty of the moment, to just lean into that for a second. For some of us, it might feel a little ridiculous. We're going to read Shakespeare. Like, what the heck? There's so much else going on. How can we just read Shakespeare? Well, maybe you already caught that. Like, part of why I do this, why I teach philosophy and teach literature. Obviously, worldview, right? <laughs> but literature, stories. We're in a story. We look to these stories to help us in our story. Even more of a reason, if you want it, to come to class. Does that make sense? Like to still do this, to still figure it out. Um, last class, I actually got a question. I was just doing the devotional thought, you know, just sharing a little bit of my thoughts, but someone raised their hand. They're like, yeah, but it's so, we got the announcement, right? Now we're supposed to just jump into 12th night. Yeah. There's a lot of emotion. Some of us, school feels pretty ridiculous right now with everything going on. Fair enough. <laughs> there are a lot of important things happening right now, right? Like, yes. I'm not going to diminish that in the slightest, right? Some of you really like just let me come to school and let me just study some stories. Yes, it's really nice to just like, I don't want to think about everything all the time. That's really good. I think some of you, though, it's worth a minute or two here are wondering, but why? Like, why are we doing all of this? C.S. Lewis wrote an essay called Learning in Wartime. If I can offer those of you who want this, not everybody in the room needs this right now, but if I could offer this to you. Lewis was an Oxford professor. World War II is going on, and they have to go like write papers and study. Can you see how that feels a little crazy? <laughs> You're like, what are we doing? And Lewis comes back with, and I don't think it's just clever rhetoric. He comes back with, no, no, no. We need to study right now. We need to learn right now. Because the war will end, and then we've got to do what? Rebuild, move forward. Hopefully with who? <laughs> you guys, educated. Does that make sense? Like, that might feel like spin. I'm not trying to throw a spin in there. Like, after pandemic, I hope you guys were learning so that we're more prepared for the after, right? Let's not miss the global awakening that's happening right now. And so, yes, we need to keep learning so that we can sustain a revival, sustain an awakening, build off of this, right? 9-11. The terrorist attacks, the wildfires, all these things. We're in these stories. So there's a lot of things that we could be doing right now that may, some of them are probably more important to be blunt on some level, right? But for those of you who care, just a thought on this Friday. Learning right now, educating, is really important. 
Like, we need you. Like, we need you to learn as much as you can because you're, like, you're next, right? Does that make sense? I don't take that lightly. Um, that's not a, a casual thing. I made my career out of it. Does that make sense? And so, yes, learning might feel and be really hard right now, but it almost, in some respects, couldn't be more important, right? Fair enough? Got one or two nods out there. So I want to encourage you, take courage, hang in there. And, and if you want to, you can grab on to the fact that studying Shakespeare, learning math, doing school is really valuable, really important. Thoughts or comments? Okay. Someone could even take it as far as we need to learn so that we can handle the next pandemic or avoid the next pandemic or stop the fires, right? Or no more terrorist attacks. Like we, part of it is like we, the education is one of the most powerful things to help us navigate this planet together. Let me pray. Lord, thanks for your grace on this journey. Thank you for this group. And I love the energy and creativity and the, our willingness to connect. I uh, pray that we continue to make it a safe place for us to learn and grow and to have conversation and to take risks and to keep it real. Um, help us to do that today during class on this Friday. And uh, thank you for what Shakespeare offers us in this story, the topics that we get to discuss, the things that we get to learn. Thank you for... Uh, this chapel that we just had about the power of song and music and trusting you on this journey of life. And I pray, what's coming to heart, Lord, is that I pray that we would have some fun. That we, in the midst of all the pain and the chaos and, and the hard things, there'd still be joy, there'd still be some hope, there'd still be some moments of whimsy and even laughter. Pray all this in your name, Jesus, and in the power of your spirit. Amen. Okay. Logistics or questions or comments? How are we doing? Keep going? Getting enough nods to keep going? Uh, logistics are act two for today. Um, we made it into act two in the movie in the other class. So I don't know if we'll make it in this class. One of the classes we didn't, so we'll see what happens. But the goal was to get Act 2 ready so that if we got there in the movie today, we could just kind of go for it. Does that make sense? Um, if Depending on how far we get in Act 2, I can pretty much guarantee you that next when, no, wait, next, next Tuesday will be Act 2, all right, with the goal of by next Friday jumping into Act 3. See how this is kind of lining up? Questions logistically. Cool. Keep reading. Keep asking questions. Grab your book. Now, if I got this right, Tuesday. This is Friday. Let me make sure I got this right here. 
did we do, just help me out, on Tuesday, no, today's Friday, so it would have been Tuesday. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so confusing. With, with you guys, did we do the dating game, pop quiz, we did all of that, right? Just make, got some nods, okay, good, good, good. I wanna make sure, like, because one of my classes, we were going to do that and we didn't, I'm making sure that I got the right class. So for us, if I have my notes correct, just double checking my notes here, then we are at page 110, give me my veil, correct? Yes, all right, we've landed there. Woot woot. Okay, so we ended with, I don't want to see any guys for seven years unless he's saucy and cute, let him in, <laughs> right? My mouse of virtue. <laughs> And you guys had done well reading. Let's remember, we gotta keep it safe for our readers. And we wanna honor each other to read. And you're noticing that I'll interrupt a whole bunch. Yes? Go team. Go team. Question, thoughts, concerns? Who is, give me my veil? Tommy. All right. Tommy. Let's go Tommy. Bring it. All right, one, two, three, action. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, so who is it? Okay, you got it? Okay, great. Yeah, because things got shuffled around. Some people weren't here. Some, yeah, so, yeah, so we're good. Yeah, you're later, right? Yeah, good. Okay, go for it. What'd she just do? She said I'm not a guy. She it's just guy. gave it away. All right, keep going, sorry. <laughs> I'm, are you going to leave the house? If I do that, I'm certain I'm going to try again. Most certain that you are now. She, you, you are. I'm sure. Yeah, you got it. No worries. Saucy! That's your homework. You gotta use saucy in a sentence. Anyways, keep going, sorry. And allow your approach rather to wonder at you than to hear you. If you be not mad, be gone. If you have reason, be brief. Is not that time of moon with me to make one so skipping a dialogue? Will you hoist sail, sir? Your lies your way. No, good swabber. I am 
I am to hold here a little longer. Some multiplication for your giant feet, lady. Tell me your mind. I am a messenger. Who's up? <laughs> Solomon, was that you or were you not here? Or did you get lines? All right, good. Let's keep going. Then I, I got that one. Then I think. Sure, you have some hideous. You got to do the voice. Yeah. Sure, you have some, <laughs> some hideous. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matter to deliver. I have to do it with British. No, I can't even do that. To deliver when the courtesy of it of uh, of it is so fearful. Speak your office. It alone concerns your ear. I bring no overture of war, no taxation of homage. I hold the olive. <gasps> Sorry, keeps. Okay. She holds who in her hand? The olive, the, olive, the piece in her hands, but holds what? Garden. Olive. Yes, Olivia. Olive garden. The breadsticks in her hand. Right. I've got Olivia right where I want her, right in my hands. Are we tracking there? Okay. My words are full of peace as matter, yet you began rudely. What are, what are you? What would you? The rudeness that hath appeared in me have I learned from my entertainment. What I am and what I would are as secret as maidenhead. <gasps> she just did what again? Maidenhead means girl. <laughs> there is secret as a girl's privacy. <gasps> What are you doing, girl? She's just done it twice. She's giving it away. Secret is made to him. In your ears, divinity, any others, profanation. All right? Give us this place alone. We will hear this divinity. Time out. And let's give it up for all of our readers. Yeah. All right, real quick. Why is, why is Viola here? To win over Olivia, but who does she like? So what's really going on? She gets to see the what? Her competition. Anybody catching this? No? Yes? Right? She's like, I love Orsino. I want to marry him. All right, I got to go win this Olivia girl. Well, I wonder what she's like. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, no. Right? Like, she's in the room having to navigate this. And yes, you have to use saucy as your homework in a word in the sentence today. But she's kind of giving it away, but she's not giving it away. Yes, thought. Not, uh, I have a question. Where, yeah. Where do I go for this? Yeah, atrium. Atrium? Yes. Don't be saucy. Ooh, I just used it. There you go. I win. <laughs> All right. All right. So is everybody catching the tone and the backdrop of this? Are we good? All right. He's coming back. Uh, he loves Shakespeare so much, he'll be back. Of course. Of course. All right, onward? Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. Master, what is your Lies. Sorry, I'm interrupting. Lies. Wait, what? Lie. Oh. Lie. Uh, I keep reading. <laughs> Oh, time out, wait! Sorry, you're doing. Let's give it up for our readers. 
<laughs> wait, wait. Why does she want to see her face? I know, right? Because she's in a veil right now. She's in a. <laughs> she's in a what? Sorry, I couldn't read. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she's like, let me see your face. Why does she want to see her face? She wants to see like, is she gorgeous or not? Right? Oh, come on, go by all already. All right. Wait, keep going, finish your line. Sorry, let's give it up for our reader. Oh my gosh, wait a second, who does that? Let me see your face. You're not, you're not here to see my face. Come on, can I see your face? What do you think? I mean, did anybody catch that? I'll show you my face, that's fine. What do you think of my face? And then she says, it's excellently done, which means she's what? She's gorgeous, but wait, ready? If what? If God did all, so what's the jab? How much makeup are you wearing? Is that really your face or not? Did you put a what on? Another what? Disguise, right? I, my daughter's asking if they can wear makeup, and I say, of course you can wear makeup, but don't ever wear makeup to make you look beautiful because you're already gorgeous. You can only wear makeup if you know you are beautiful, right? Are we tracking? You don't want to, like, I don't have to, like, cover something, all right? But in Hamlet, in Hamlet, it was, <sighs> go to my lady's chamber and tell her to paint it an inch thick. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, ouch. Yeah, did makeup exist back then? So what's Viola saying? Excellently done. If it's all natural. And she's like, oh, yeah, it is. And she's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> right. Are we tracking? Yes? Okay. By the way, I'm not anti-makeup. Makeup can be fun. But remember why you're wearing it. And also check which kind you're using. Because not all safe. Yeah, cocaine. <laughs> and yes, I'm a guy saying that. But I have five sisters. And I have three daughters and a wife. And two female dogs. But anyway. <laughs> Who <laughs> don't wear makeup. <laughs> All right. Anyways, right? Onward. Yeah. Wait. You're so beautiful. You have to make beautiful babies. What are you doing? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Keep going. What'd you just call it? The devil. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> holy cow. Is anybody catching the little cat fight going on? <laughs> like, holy cow. Oh yeah, I would say a few of you are. <laughs> or maybe it's not funny, I don't know. I think it's hysterical. <laughs> All right, keep going. Uh, my Lord and Master loves you. Tell us that you love the deeper. 
Give it up for our readers. Well read. Everybody, give it up for all the readers. Well done. You guys are awesome. And nice job keeping it safe and loving. And you might do much. Uh, what just happened? <laughs> you might do much. What just happened with Olivia? She just what? Bye-bye. She just fell, right? You might, what's your parentage, right? Above my fortunes and my state as well. Get you to your Lord. I cannot love him. Let him send no more. Unless you come back to tell me how he takes it. Is anybody catching it? Yes. Let's even back it up a little bit. Ready? Go to bottom of 115. You'll see it in the video here in just a minute, right? Your Lord does know my mind. I cannot love him. Look at line 251 on the next page. I cannot love him. And then page 117, line 270. I cannot love him, but I could love her. <laughs> Do you see that? I can't love him. I can't love him. I can't love him. Yes. Ah! All right, now we're talking in poetry and uh, the rest of the, the lines here, right? And she's, you know, how quickly one could catch the plague. What kind of plague did she just catch? Love, love plague. She got the love sick, the love virus, right? And she basically says on page 118, oh, my gosh, what's happening to me? Like, I just fell in love. Ah, I did not expect that. And like, hey, Malvolio, take this ring and go. Did, did Viola Cesario give a ring? No, so what's she trying to do? Hey, Malvolio, that guy gave me this ring. I don't want it. You take it to him. If she gives him the ring, what will Cesario have to do? Bring it back. Oh, my goodness. She's a little what? <laughs> clever. She's clever. That's what she is. <laughs> All right. And then we have the ending of this. I am not for him. If that youth will come with us tomorrow, I'll give him reasons for it. How is that said? Hurry up, Malvolio. Look at how we end. I do not know what. And fear to find my eye too great a flutter for my mind. Fate shall I force ourselves we do not owe. What his decree must be and be this so. Yay, I fell in love. How is she doing? Okay. Right, we're done with Act 1. Give it up. Shakespeare. Nice job, team. Um... Before we go on, we've been doing spectrum of love, right? So we've got all these different spectrums. What's a couple that just came in? What kind of love just happened? It took, a, it, what, it took if we did that, it's going to take like three minutes. And now all of a sudden, 
Olivia's what? She's in love, right? So can you kind of have a love at first sight, love at first conversation? Is that on the spectrum of love? Yes? Although what's behind that on the spectrum right now, what kind of love is this? Don't go too deep with it. Does she really know Cesaria? No, so we have this kind of surfacey, shallow, I love you, I don't even know you, but I love you, yes? Frozen, it's so perfect. Because they share each other's sandwiches, right? Or finish each other's sandwiches. What do they share? They don't even share. See, that's the problem. They're not even sure. All right. Okay, so those types of loves are on the spectrum. One more, though. And those of you who want to, I would appreciate a little connection. You don't have to. I mean, all those other stuff, that's not at Wheaton Academy, but this one might be at Wheaton Academy. Page 116. Viola's like, what the heck, Olivia? Why don't you love him? He loves you. He's like, send me over here and win you. What's your problem? Because I love him and I want to marry him. She's not saying that, though, is she? <laughs> it's like, so what's the problem? Now, look at, this is what's interesting. We had the demonic dog thing, which is weird, right? And then we had the whole, like, you know, I'm in love. I play more music. Don't play any more music. So he's like a little moody. I get that. But then what does the captain say? He's noble in nature, his name. He is a little kind of eh in the movie, right? <laughs> right, like eh. But this is what's intriguing to me. Olivia says this. Now, I want you guys to catch this. We're going to translate it into Wanglish, and then we'll watch the movie. Yet I suppose him virtuous. We're talking about Orsino right now. He's virtuous. I know he's noble, of great estate, of fresh and stainless youth. Let's go, right? In voices well divulged, free, learned, valiant, and in dimensions and shape of nature, a gracious person. Like, hello. But I can't love him. Wait, what? What's Orsino like? Even from Olivia's perspective. Yeah, wait, ready? I know him virtuous. What does virtuous mean? Virtuous. I mean, we know what virtuous means, right? So he's a good guy. He's a trustworthy guy. All the virtues, right? Fruit of the Spirit. I want to, uh, okay. Noble? Well, well, how would we translate if someone at Wheaton Academy was noble? That's why we're doing this. Any ideas? Any guesses? Wow. That person's kind of noble. Like, Mr. Lehman is noble. <laughs> right. Mr. Thornton, noble. Yeah? It's like being held in high respect. Let's give it up right there. Let's go. Come on. Nice job. Held in, a, so held in high respect. And ready, I would say if they're noble, probably for good reason. That's not always the case. But I think she's saying, yeah, he's noble. Like he's a, he's, everybody admires him and respects him, and he's in high regard. Great. Of great estate? What does that mean? Money. Loaded. He's rich and he's loaded. He's like, I know, he's rich. He's got a huge house. He's got a ton of money. Of fresh and stainless youth? Anybody want to translate that one? He's a what? Yeah, he's a hot. That's the best translation. Who was that? I can't understand. That was a good whistle, by the way. That was you. No, all right. But anyways, he's a hottie, right? Come on. Yeah? He is a hottie, he, he's, he's healthy, young, and he's, he's a looker, right? Well, let's go. In voices well divulged, what does that mean? 
What? Yeah, he speaks well, he can communicate well, he's honorable with his voice, right? He's not, you know, he, you want to hang out with him. And he, has a, he can have a good conversation. Nice work, thank you. Right? Free, don't go there, don't go there. Free in regards to his great estate. He's got tons of money, and how does he behave with it? He's very what? Yeah, he's super generous. He's like, yeah, here you go, here you go. He's very free. And giving away things and sharing his wealth. Learned means he's what? Educated, right? Valiant means what? He's actually brave and courageous. Look, how's he doing, by the way? <laughs> like, he's stacked. Oh, and if that wasn't enough, thank you, Shakespeare. And, <laughs> and in dimensions and shape of nature. <laughs> A gracious person. <laughs> He's been working out, right? Like, let's go. Yes. <laughs> Did he have to put that sentence in there? I guess. Oh my gosh. By the way, if you ever need a bio, <laughs> like, there's your bio, right? Oh my goodness. Wait a second, though. But she. So he's all of that, but doesn't what? Why? Wait, ready, ready, seriously, why? Oh, did any of you catch it? Does, have any of you been here? We'll start with the girls. Ladies, you've got a really great friend who's a guy, but you just, there's nothing there. Are we tracking? Like, they're really nice, they're really generous, they're really kind, you have good conversations, you can laugh together, you trust them, like, they're a Christian maybe, right? Like, they're a nice guy, and they're good looking. But is there anything there? Nobody can relate to that? Or can you relate to that? Like, yeah, okay. Right? Does that happen? Guys, flip it around. I hope this has happened on some level with some of the guys in the room. Maybe you get a few nods or maybe not. I don't know. But, like, there's girl. She's really attractive. She's really nice. She's really kind. She's really fun. You get along great. You can talk till wee hours in the morning, you know, and you like the same movies and you can play games together and go for walks and there's nothing there. Romantically, like, it, can that happen? <laughs> that, that is a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, but see, but you see what Shakespeare's saying. Ready? Hey, everybody. Why does it work with the girls and not the guys? I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm talking to you guys. All right. Um, I mean, catching the drift, though, on the spectrum. Now, here, I think this is a really practical moment to connect with. Because what is Shakespeare sticking on stage in Act One? Yeah. Like, can you just force yourself to be in love with someone? Is that like, oh, switch, and now I'm in love with her. You know, like, it doesn't work like that. There could be all the reasons. I don't know. <laughs> like some people trying to set you up with someone. Why don't you like her or him? I mean, da -da 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 -da. like I know, but it can't just like and now I like her. Okay, there is that. Is that how it works? So is Shakespeare getting it? And maybe that's what's going on with Olivia. And so this is a chance to, if you want to. Chalk it up a win for Olivia. She's like, I know, I know, I know, I know. I just don't love him. Sorry. And so I'm not going to pretend or fake it. 
yeah, thanks, Olivia. Like, I get that, yeah? Or I'm not gonna like conjure it up and like, now I love him and it's really not real. So then here's the question. So what, how do you throw the switch? Or how does the switch get thrown? <laughs> we don't have to talk about it, <laughs> right? But I think that's part of this play as well. Like, how does that work? By the way, watch out, right? Because like, you could be like, BFFFFFF or whatever. How many Fs are there with the friend thing? There's a couple. There's a couple. And so you and this girl are best friends and your best friends and your best friends. And then actually one day, oh shoot, I just fell in love with her. Oh no, ah, how do I go back? And actually, can you even go back? That's weird, right? But then what if she doesn't like you and uh, now we're into, now we're into all the drama, aren't we? There we go, all right, yes, go team. <laughs> and it was there 400 years ago. This is when it all started, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah? Onward? Go Shakespeare? We totally milked Act 1. <laughs> so I say we start watching. Like, Dominguez, stop talking. Let's just watch the movie. Is this where we were? Did, you, did we see Toby yet? She was on the ocean. She was like, well, Did they have the talk? Did they have the talk? Like, don't call me a girl. Yeah, 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 Ruby's, yeah, do what you gotta do, yep. Um, yeah, there we go, so it was right here, maybe, a little bit farther. Here, here? Oh, right here, maybe. Was she walking to the ocean, like that? Here, we'll just start it here. We'll just start here. Sorry. Some three or four of All right. Act one. Scene three. Page 93. So that's Olivia's little cottage. <laughs> oh, did you see this yet? Is this new? Get enough now. Help me out. That's Malvolio. Hey, hey, love each other. That's not yeah. Is that too dark? Look at him. Make sure everybody's stirring quick enough, right? So he's the head butler with all these other servants. He's like, eh. There's Maria. Okay, so she's the another servant, a kind of a, a leader, head servant in the house. That's Fabian on her left. And who's that? Toby. Yeah, what's he got? I'm the prop, Toby. right? The bottle. You must come in early at night. Coughing and drinking will undo you. I heard my lady talk of it yesterday. 
tonight that you brought in one night here to be her wooer? Who? Sir Andrew Akerchen. Aye, he. He's as tall a man as any in Illyria. Tall, right? Wasn't that it? Tall? He has 3,000 ducats a year. He speaks three or four languages, word for word, without book. He's a fool. He's a great quarreler. And but that he had the gift of a coward, thought he would quickly have the gift of a grave. So mm. I wish he was dead. Page 95, if you're following. We already talked about a cost, right? And this is chambermaid. Oh, good mistress, a cost. Oh. I desire better acquaintance. Oh, My so name awkward. is Mary, sir. Good mistress, Mary, a cost. <laughs> Dude, they're laughing. They're like, oh my god. Uh, a cost is his front her, board her, uh. woo her, assail her. Look at her. She's like, oh my gosh, right? She has to work there. Uh. There you are, gentlemen. She's like, I'm out, right? And it was clueless. When did I see these so cool down? He does not know three or four languages, right? Um, hardly knows English. But I think it's interesting. He wants to leave. Why does he want to leave? Does he have a chance? I want you to catch this. At this point in the play, he already knows he has no chance, right? But Toby here convinced, no, 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 stay. And why do you want to stay? Money, drinking buddy, right? Doesn't really care about him. Um, but you'll see Andrew like, oh, but I can dance. Maybe that'll get her. My awesome dancing and the back trick. Right? I would I bestow that time in the tongues that I have in fencing and dancing. Oh, had I but followed the arts. Faith, I'll home tomorrow, Sir Toby. Your niece will not be seen. Or if she be, it's four to one she'll none of me. The Count himself here hard by woos her. She'll none of the Count. She'll not match above a degree. I've heard her swear it. Life, man. <laughs> I'm a fellow, the strangest mind in the world. I delight in masks and revels, sometimes altogether. Well, how about good at these kickshaws, is my face? I can cut a caper, and I think I have the back trick, simply as strong as any man in Illyria. There we go. All right, ladies, is this impressive? Well, four of these things here. Yeah, Oh, here comes the veteran. There it is, yeah. Oh. Why dost thou not go to church, in a galliard, and come home, in a crambo? Is it a world to hide virtues in? Tension? No. A lot of tension. <laughs> That's Malvolio shutting it all down. Alright, Act 1, Scene 5. This is, uh, we were just reading this, okay?
Anyway, I fear no colours. Page 103. Where that saying was born? Welcome, Mistress Mary. In the wars. Well, God give them wisdom and habit. Those that are fools, let them use their talents. You are resolute, then? I'm resolved on two points. Moved if one break, the other will hold. Or if both break, your bridges fall. Well, go their ways. And if Sir Toby would leave drinking, now but as witty a piece of Eve's flesh as any in a lyric. Peace, you broke. Mm. No more of that. Mm. Did you notice they cut out many good hangings for rents of bad marriage? You can kind of see why. It's a huge line. Like, it also changes the feel of that scene to not have that line. There's no holy oil. He's going to pray a little extra, right? Ah, uh, she what? They have her kind of smiling. You could see how she'd be like, get him out of here, right? But this director is saying, ah, he's back. Hi, Festy. You know, like, ah, yeah, here we go. Because she kind of knows that he's just being witty and clever. Fair enough. Again, you can interpret that lots of different ways. How's Malvolio on this picture? <laughs> he, he's not happy, is he? He's not smiling, right? And Festy's trying to be witty and clever, but you'll, we read these lines, right? You'll see Malvolio, he's just being mean here. How are we doing? Keep going? 
Yeah, okay. What think you, Malvolio? Doth he not mend? Yes. Battle shall do till the pangs of death shake him. Okay. Infirmity that decays the wise. Doth ever make the better fool. God send you service for the infirmity, for the better increasing your folly. <laughs> I'll say you to that, Malvolio. I marvel your ladyship takes delight in such a barren rascal. Look you now, he's out of his guard already. Unless you laugh and minister occasion to him, he's gagged. Oh, you are sick of self-love, Malvolio, hmm. and taste with a distempered appetite. There is no slander in an allowed fool. Allowed fool. We do nothing but rail. Nor no railing in a known and discreet man, though he do nothing but reprove. Madam, there is at the gate a young gentleman mm. much desires to speak with you. From the Countessino, is it? I know not, madam. Who of my people hold him in delay? Sister Toby, madam. He's nothing but madman. Mm. Go you, Malvolio. If it be a suit from the Count, I am sick or not today. What you will to dismiss it. Oh, attention. Oh, you see, sir, how your fooling grows old. And people dislike it. Uh, yeah, they, they set them up as friends in the I respect for us, Madonna, as if thy eldest son should be a fool. Whose skull you have crammed with brains, for here comes one of thy kin as a most weak peer mater. Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Half 108 109. Mm. What is he at the gate, cousin? Gentlemen. What gentlemen? Tis a gentleman there. Plague of these pickled herring. <laughs> How now, Sarge? Cousin, <laughs> cousin, how have you come so early by this lethargy? Drowned man, a fool, and a madman. The first draught above heat makes him a fool, the second mads him, and the third drowns him. Go thou and seek the coroner. He's drowned. Hmm. 
Look at the contrast. You have the drunken fool come in, but now you have the arrogant jerk come in. Right? Like, he will speak with you. I told you you were safe. I told him you were sick. Tell him he shall not speak with me. Has been told so. And he says he'll stand at your door like a sheriff's post, but he'll speak with you. What kind of man is he? Of mankind. <laughs> What manner of man? One time. A very ill man, he'll speak with you, will you? Or no? Of what personage in years is he? Not yet old enough for a man, nor young enough for a boy. One would think his mother's milk was scarce out of him. Let him approach. Call him my gentleman. <laughs> See how he's frustrated? Gentlewoman. I think this is where we picked up with our reading today, right? So here's a mask. Everybody see that? So another disguise. She's kind of hiding behind her grief, right? <laughs> Can you imagine being Viola right now? <laughs> like, what is going on? Look at the room, though. Dark, in mourning, kind of isolated. <laughs> Dead brother. How's she doing? <laughs> Give us this place alone. Oh, oh yeah. By the way, how is she doing? Doing pretty good, right? Part of me wants to say, why? <laughs> yeah, okay. Give us this place alone. 
Again, right? I don't want to talk to any guys. Oh, wait. Cute and saucy? Let him in. Ooh, give us this room alone? Whoa, yeah? And especially back then. Alone? Like, right? Chaperone. Everybody following along? Real quick, how is it seeing the lines? Is that helpful? Yes, right? I think that's important for us to consider is like we're meant to watch this stuff. Um, I think the combination is really helpful. So, questions? Yeah? Yeah, yeah. We will hear this divinity. All right, here we go. No, what is your text? Most sweet lady. A comfortable doctrine, much may be said of it. Where lies your text? In Orsino's bosom. In his bosom? In what chapter of his bosom? In the first of his heart. Oh, I have read it. It's heresy. Have you no more to say? Good madam. Let me see your face. Have you any commission from your lord to negotiate with my face? <laughs> you are now out of your text. <laughs> But we will draw the curtain and show you the picture. <laughs> Look you, sir. It's not well done. <laughs> Excellently done. If God did all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it is ingrained, sir. It will endure wind and weather. It is beauty truly blent. Hmm. Lady, you are the cruelest she alive if you will leave these graces to the grave and leave the world no copy. Mm. Oh, sir, I will not be so hard-hearted. I will give out diverse schedules of my beauty. It shall be inventoried, and every particle and utensil labeled as item two lips in different red, item two brown eyes with lids to them, item one neck, one chin, and so forth. I see what you are. You are too proud. But though you are the devil, you are fair. Mm. My lord and master loves you. Such love could be but recompense though you were crowned the non-pareil of beauty. How does he love me? With adorations. With fertile tears. <laughs> with groans. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Fire. <laughs> Your Lord does know my mind. I cannot love him. Yet I suppose him virtuous, noble, noble, of great estate, of fresh and stainless youth, learned and valiant. But yet I cannot love him. If I did love you in my master's flame, such a suffering, such a deadly life, in your denial I find no sense. I would not understand it. Why? What would you? Yeah. What would you do? Make me a willow cabin at your gate. And call upon my soul within the house. Write loyal cantons of contaminated lines, sing them loud even in the dead of night. Hold your name to the reverberate hills and make the babbling gossip of the air cry out, Olivia! <laughs> Shh. 
You should not rest between the elements of air and earth. Bless you. You shouldn't fatigue me. You might do much. Uh-oh. Uh what just happened? <laughs> you might do much. What is your parentage? Uh-huh. <laughs> Above my fortunes, yet. Yeah. My state is well. I am a gentleman. <laughs> She's like, yep. <laughs> Get you to your lord. I cannot love him. Can't love him, right? Let him send you more. Unless the chance you come to me again to tell me how he takes it. <laughs> Very well. I thank you for your pains. Spend this for me. I'm no feed purse lady. Keep your purse. <laughs> my master, not myself, lacks recompense. <laughs> oh well. Fair cruelty. Uh oh. What is your parentage? Real quick, awkward pause. This started where? In that dark, quiet room. Now where are we five minutes later? Out in the garden, we're in love, the sun is shining. Interesting. What can love do? Yeah? I think I feel this use of affections with an invisible and subtle stealth to creep in at mine eyes. Well. <laughs> oh, well. Let it be. What ho, Marbodio? Yeah, madam, at your service. Uh, ran after that same peevish messenger, the county's man. He left this ring behind him. Would I have not? Tell him I'm none of it. Tis I am not flattered with his lord, nor hold him up with hopes. I am not for him. If that the youth will come this way tomorrow, I'll uh, give him reasons for it. Hi, thee, Marvolio. Madam, I will. Hurry up, hurry up. I do, I know not what. I'm fear to find when I to greater flatterer for my mind. Fate, show thy force. Ourselves we do not know. What is decreed must be, and be this so. He steals a bike! Okay, quick pause. That's the end of Act One. Give it up for Shakespeare. And you guys. Shall we keep rolling? Are we ready for Act Two? Yes. What was that? No, not in the Renaissance. This is set in like Downton Abbey time period. So yeah, yeah. good question. We should look that up. I wonder what they actually ushered it in. That'd be a good Google. All right, ready? Do we know the characters? Do we know Olivia? Do we know Viola? Do we know Orsino? Toby? Malvolio, Andrew, Festy, nice job. How about some themes? Any themes in this? Yeah. Service. What? Disguise. All right. So we have some themes. Yes. Yeah. How about any props? Bottle. 
Ring. We just got a ring. Veil. Huh? Veil. Yes, totally. Right? Veil. Masks. Right? That so problem. literal veil. <gasps> Are we ready for act two? Right? You got, I think we're ready. If that's what you got, nice job. Plus, we got tons of... What was that? I think we're ready. I think we're ready. Roll it. This is Act 2, Scene 2. So everybody turn the page. We are on page 120. Okay, 120. Act 2, Scene 2. Go. Ding, 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 ding. Not even now with the Countess Olivia. Even now, sir, on a moderate pace, I've since arrived better, though. She returns this ring to you, sir. You might have saved me my pains to have taken it away yourself. She adds, moreover, that you should put your lord into a desperate assurance she will none of him. We'll receive it so. She took the ring up the evening. Oh, none of it. Come, sir, you peevishly threw it to. Wait, did she throw it at her? Did she take it from her? Like, so there's a whole bunch of lying going on right here, but they're just rolling with it, right? But Malvolio just made that up, right? Uh, and her will is it should be so returned. Uh. If it were worth stooping for, there it lies in your eye. If not, it just finds it. What? He just throws it on the ground. I left no ring with her. What means this lady? Would she forbid my outside if you enchant her? Oh. She's the man. Everybody catch it? All right, there we go. And then we're gonna, don't worry, we'll watch a little more, but let's unpack this briefly. Everybody, page two, sorry, 122, line 26, uh, or 25, I am the man. So everybody go there, or at least pretend you're going there, so it looks like you're there, right? I am the man, if it be so, as tis, poor lady, she were better love a dream. Circle, underline, highlight, ready? Disguise. I see thou art a wickedness wherein the pregnant enemy does much. And this is where, okay, yes, I'm a Shakespeare teacher, so let me, I'll do my job real quick. First off, though, disguise, I see thou art a wickedness. Has the disguised helped her so far? Yeah, generally speaking. What did she just realize now? The disguised what? <gasps> Shoot, she is in love with me, and I love Arsino, and that just created a really awkward triangle, and I can't just like drop my disguise, because then Arsino will know I'm a gonna... <gasps> Shoot, <laughs> are you tracking? So first off, you just got the plot of the play, when? Act two, everybody see that? She also does a retelling, just in case you missed that. Go down a few more lines, right? She talks about how women can get tricked so easily like that. Then she says this, how will this fadge? My master loves her dearly, and I, poor monster, found as much on him 
and she mistaken totes on me, <laughs> like, just in case you missed it, right? So that's kind of cool. You got to love the whole, aha, oh, time, thou must untangle this, not I. Time must untangle this, not, not I. Oh, it, oh come on, it's just so good. Too hard a knot for me to untie. So thank you, Act 2, Scene 2. It sets this whole thing up. But don't miss this, because we just blew by the pregnant enemy line. What's up with the pregnant enemy? Right? Well, first off, ready? Disguise. Ready? Deception. Lying. I see thou art a wickedness. Or in the pregnant enemy. This is a play about love. Who is the, the enemy of love? God is love. Who is the enemy of love? I mean, I, I know you don't want to get it wrong. Satan, <laughs> right? The father of lies. He wants to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the enemy of love. Ready? Lying. I see thou art a wickedness where Satan can have a heyday. Is that, are everybody tracking now? Disguise and deception really sets it up well. For Satan to just have a ball. You're like pregnant enemy. Yeah. Disguise, I see that on our wickedness, where Satan, the enemy of love, can give birth to all this chaos. Now are we dragon? Yeah, and it's brilliant, right? You could just say, wow, lying's really bad, and that can ruin a lot of things. You could say that. Or you could say, <laughs> disguise as he thou art a wickedness, wherein the pregnant enemy does much. He's going to give birth to all this spawn, right? That will destroy love. Lying, deceit, and deception destroys love because we partner with who? Yeah, the father of lies. Yes? We good? Tracking? Cool. We got some time. You want to keep going? More act two? More act two. Go back to scene one. Will you stay no longer? More characters. Sebastian and Antonio. Remember, act two, more characters. So there you go. Plot, more characters. Let me yet know of you whither you are bound. No. So she's beautiful. They do look alike. There's a question on beauty. Good Antonio, forgive me the trouble. You will not murder me for my love. Let me be your servant. Hmm? Desire it not. Very well at once. 
bound for the cat casino's court. Oh well. The gentleness of all the gods go with thee. I have many enemies in Osino's court. No. Alright, some of you were asking about the tension in the play, right? So this is where he talks about the war in the background and the fighting. Um, I'm going to stop here, but do not, we got, we got enough time. Let me finish one last thought here, actually two, and uh, then we'll send you into the weekend, okay? Ooh, right. Antonio's up on the screen. We've got the introduction, right? Thanks for saving me. We're twins. She's beautiful, even though we look alike. You can do a lot with identity there, actually, and just character. But I don't know if you guys caught this line. On the spectrum of love, what does Antonio say? Line 31, if you will not murder me for my love, let me be your servant. So first off, who's following service? Right? Who's following love? <laughs> who's following relationships? I don't know where to put this one, but he basically just said, can I serve you? If you won't let me serve me, just kill me. I'd rather be dead if I can't serve you. What? <laughs> wait, wait, what? But he didn't say it like that. He says, if you will not murder me for my love. So on the spectrum of love, can Mr. Lehman and Mr. Dominguez love each other and it's not homosexuality? Yes or no? Oh, wow, I only got like half of you to nod your heads. Okay, <laughs> we do, right? We love each other as brothers and close friends, Frodo and Sam, David and Jonathan, right? Are we good? Did Shakespeare just stick that up on stage? Hey, I love you so much. Let me, let me serve you. Let me follow you. Let me help you. I love you, man, right? Come on, right? Can women have such deep, beautiful sisterhood. Even though they're not sisters, they, they love each other, would die for each other. Ruth, right? Naomi, your people will be my people. Like, love, yeah, we got it? Yeah. Girls are actually really good at this stuff. Go girl, right? What else on the spectrum of love? So that's the text, everybody got the text. Now this is called subtext in literature. What else did Shakespeare just put up on stage? I, I love you, man. Please let me follow you. What else is on stage? I can say it. Anybody willing? I mean, I already did just say it. So can Shakespeare talk about homosexuality in this play, on a play about love? Is that on the spectrum of love, yes or no? Yeah, okay, there you go. All right, so let's call it what it is. You're allowed to read this as text or subtext. I guarantee you that subtext is there. <laughs> It'll come up more and more and more. If you don't want to read it that way, by all means, you do not have to at all. I am going to bring it up, right? One of the reasons why I feel very safe and comfortable bringing that up is because, A, it's in our world. It's in our culture. It's at this school, right? So we got to navigate that. B, on the spectrum of love, is lesbianism and homosexuality, is that part of the spectrum of love? Oh my goodness, yeah. I've got relatives who really do love each other, right? Um, and so that, that's part of love, and we're going to navigate that. Fair? Here's one reason why I feel very comfortable navigating it with Shakespeare. Not all 
TV shows and movies do I feel comfortable with? Here, it's Antonio. He's awesome. He's really cool. Right? Like he just saved their life. He's willing to serve. He's a really great character with great character. And so I like that. Because it's not like we have Toby that we're dealing with that. Does that make sense? I mean, if that was the case with Toby and Andrew, it'd be like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'm just like, Ugh, I wouldn't even want to talk about that. Most of the people I know who are lesbian or homosexual are amazing, kind, loving, wonderful people. Does that make sense? Like Antonio, yes? But do you now see the Antonio antonym is in his name? And as we navigate that, how will Shakespeare handle that type of love in this play and in that culture? Everybody track it. Does that make enough sense right now? So yes, we can follow that in this play. There's a lot of love on this stage, isn't there, <laughs> right? A whole bunch. I will say this, what is Shakespeare gonna do with it, right? How is he gonna navigate it? Um, and I, what I, I kind of want to challenge you too is as you look at the character and as you look at the spectrum of love, as you look at someone who, if you will not murder me for my love, right? What's his motivation? How does Shakespeare handle the subtext? Could Shakespeare put on stage that as a main text in Elizabethan England? He could. What would probably happen to him and his theater? Theater would totally get shut down. Right? They didn't even want women on stage. Imagine homosexuality on stage. Right? Well, they would have shut his theater down, and he could have had more than just getting thrown in prison. Does that make sense? But is Shakespeare going to shy away from talking about this very real issue? Kind of, no. He's going to do it. He's going to do it through subtext, right? I find it intriguing that that's not subtext anymore in our culture, right? In some movies, it's primary text. And in most TV shows, there's something about that in the story. Fair enough? So just to give you a little history on some of that, tiny little bit of history on some of that. If Shakespeare's gonna deal with that and address that and talk about it and help us learn about it, subtext. Fair enough? Thoughts, questions, comments? All right. Well, act two, scene three is our subplot, and that's the drunken fools with their drunken party. Does that make sense? It's, you've probably read that, and Malvolio comes in and shuts all that down. And that's where we'll end today is on Tuesday, we'll jump into the drunken party from Act 2, and then we'll head towards Act 3. Okay. Thanks for listening today. Nice job reading and uh, paying attention and having good discussion. Have a great weekend. Bless you.